it's about making money, but it's also about enjoying it. If you're making millions of dollars and you're miserable, what is the point? What is the point? And right? if you're making a million dollars, you're miserable, and all you're doing is working, what is the point? You can go do that in a job. Hey there, and welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur, investor, and business coach for ambitious women who are boldly taking their business to the next level. And I believe that building a successful business isn't about working 24-7 just to merely meet a revenue goal. What it does take is a unique blend of dedication to purpose, courageous action, and frequently sheer will to overcome the odds that lead to meaningful impact and experiencing a life well lived. In each episode, you'll get to know the women and men who are unafraid to put it all on the line as they share the stories of success and failure that have made them incredible leaders and the magic they gift the world with. As you're listening, and I hope finding value, don't forget to share the Tribe of Leaders podcast with all of your other entrepreneurial friends and to follow us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Yay, us. Hey, Tribe. I am so super excited to see you, hear you this week. And today's guest, Sophie Zolman, is your business's new best friend. And as a skilled chaos coordinator with a passion for organization, she uses her talents to give business owners back their time so they're free to focus on scaling their business and making more money. On the more officially official side, Sophie is the CEO and founder of Sophie Zoe next level business support. And she's a certified online business manager, social media manager, and customer acquisition specialist who provides, you got it, next level support services to coaches, consultants, and visionary entrepreneurs. And she's been doing it for over 20 years. So Sophie, welcome to the show. Thank you. So excited to be here. Love love talking to to my peeps like you and getting on podcasts and and sharing my my stuff because I love helping people. Yeah. And I mean, we were just chatting before we recorded. Tell us a little bit. I want to get into your background because 20 years is a lot, right? But let's talk about like, how do you help people scale the most? Like, what's the one thing that people, entrepreneurs get stuck with? This may take, we can go anywhere with this. Well, they get stuck with with doing all the things in the business. Even if they've got, you know, maybe they may have a virtual assistant doing some of their admin. They may have a VA doing some of their social media. But to truly scale their business, they have to get all the things off their plate. The management, the team building, the processes, the procedures, the systems, the automations, the marketing, and sometimes even the sales. Sometimes you have to build even a sales team and get all of that off your plate to focus on the things you have to do and need to do to actually scale, whether that's creating more services for your people, creating more products for your people, and you know, inventing a coaching program, a group coaching program, as opposed to one-on-one. You can't do any of those things that generate the revenue if you're doing all the other things in the day-to-day piece of the business. It Mm -hmm. literally is taking your back end of your business and handing it off to someone you know 
and trust to go, okay, we're going to do this. And it's kind of, it's kind of sort of a partnership, but not in that official business sense, but you, you have to just, you have to let go of the things you have to let go of control and trust and know that if you want to really, truly scale your business to high six figures, seven figures, whatever that is, you have to let go of all the things, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really happy to hear you say that even letting go of the sales, because in my head, you can't easily step out of your business and have the business continue to grow if you are the only salesperson. And frequently, there are a lot of people who are far better at sales and enjoy it far more than the person founder, whoever started the business too. So that is true. Yes. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's a necessity for a while just like doing all the things is a necessity for a while. But if you don't let all of that go and build, even build a sales team, especially if your, your services and your offerings have to be sold one-to-one, if you can't automate things, you know, and just say, okay, you're going to come in, you're going to buy this, you're going to buy this, you're going to buy this. And it doesn't require a sales call. Then it's okay for you to just be the salesperson and do the occasional sales call for someone who's like unsure. But if you were relying on one-to-one sales to sell your products and services, you can only do so much as an individual, even if you get all the other things off your plate. Because you still mm-hmm. have to do delivery if you're the coach, the consultant, what have you doing the delivery of those services. And then right. you can even still get your services off your plate because you can build a, a coaching team or you can build a group coaching program where you're one-to-many instead of one-to-one. And that all takes getting the things off the plate to be able to do all that. Yeah, I agree. And both from group coaching or even like some of my retail clients, who have service businesses, even though they have a physical location, their team is trained to sell and their KPIs and their performance are tied to sales numbers. And yes, because the entire team is responsible for growing the business, not just the founder and the CEO. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's one of the many the, the business models to follow to be able to scale is getting, you know, some people have a specific sales team along with mm-hmm. their ops team and their admin team and their marketing team. And then others have the everybody on the team can sell, whether you know you're in marketing, your VA, whatever you are, you're in a position and you're trained and whatnot so that you actually are comfortable comfortable doing it and able to do it. It's not just the boss looks at you and says, okay, you're supposed to sell our services too. And you're kind of like, okay. (laughs) Right. Um, Like you're in the headlights. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, really? Okay. Well, are you going to train me? Teach me? what to do you have to be when you're doing that you it has to be that's where the systems and the processes come into place if you don't have the systems and processes you can't ask your team to sell because it'll all be deer in the headlights going okay sure whatever yeah. you say i want to switch gears because we could go on and spend the entire podcast on all of the different ways so we'll circle back into why having a team and how to do that and what that can look like in several minutes but you're but you've been in business for 20 years and that is quite the accomplishment because I think it's something, the, st- the statistic, I can't talk today, is something like 90% of all businesses don't make it even 10 years. So I'm really curious, what's the secret sauce? Well, let me, let me do a, a small correction. I've been doing this work for 20 years. Okay. I've been doing it as a business for 12 and a half years. Still over the 10. <laughs> yes, I'm still over the 10, but the official business, the LLC didn't happen until 2009 because I was doing it freelance for the first seven, eight, nine years, whatever it was. And so 20 years total of doing the work, 
a little over 12 as a business. And it came about because I got to a space where I was like, okay, I I did the freelance stuff for a while and I got burned out and was underpaid and underappreciated and all those things, even as a freelancer working from home. Threw in the towel for a little while because we, you know, we saved up a little money and I got to go, okay, I can go be a stay-at-home mom again. Sure. And then eight months later, the house started to fall apart. So we had to spend all kinds of money on fixing up the house and I had to go back to work. But again, I didn't want to go back to a job because all my money would go to daycare. I needed to find a different thing to do online. So I'm like, I'm a fast typist. I'm good here. I'm going to do transcription. And I found a company that would let me work from home and teach me how to do it officially. And I started transcribing teleseminars. Do you remember those? Back I do. I hosted one. All of that. <laughs> I was transcribing teleseminars of all these amazing online coaches and consultants and info product and course creators. Back in the day, they, were, they weren't called course creators at the time, but that's pretty much what they were doing. And I was like, oh my gosh, these are the people I want to work for. They know what a virtual assistant is. They know what a business manager is. They know all these things. And they appreciate who I am and what I do. And they're going to pay me at a level that is of good value. They're not going to try to nickel, you know, cheap, beat the cheap, cheap. So I quit transcription. I relaunched myself as a virtual assistant and, and all of that. And, and I got on social media and it grew until 2016. And I was like, and I was this close to six figures, this close. I missed it by $6,000. And I went, okay, this is bad. It's it's good, but I want to hit six figures. So I'm like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to specialize. So I got certified as a social media manager, got certified as an online business manager, kind of sort of went solo again and started looking to make the big bucks doing that. And I did really well, but again, I still wasn't hitting the six figures. So I finally went to a David Nagel event, signed up for coaching with him and started doing that kind of work, that kind of both mindset, business, marketing, getting all those skill sets really honed in from an expert who was making millions that could teach me to get up to that level. And I started really working at it and I eventually did. I made six figures. I And I went exclusive with a client to do it. They were willing to... I was still in my business. It was still a business. I was still a contractor to them, but they asked me to go you know, strictly with them, no other clients. And I did. And they were paying me six figures to do it. And then a year later, they let me go. Oh, I literally lost. Yeah, I lost it all. And I've been working with them for like five years when they asked me to do that. So I thought it was a safe bet. I'm like, well, I've been working with them for five years. Let's just make this completely long-term. Let's make it official. I'll just work for them. Mm -hmm. A year later, they let me go. So I literally had nothing except I had started mapping out a digital marketing agency model to have as a second revenue stream for the business. Well, it's a good thing I did because then I got to focus on that. And it started out, <laughs> I got to focus on it and actually put it into action because if I'd stayed there, you know, hindsight 2020, if I'd stayed with that company, I would have never got anywhere because I would have been stuck. I would have never been able to do that secondary revenue stream because I really had no time for it. So I got to focus on it. I, <laughs> I mean, rebuild. scary. Yeah. It's scary in the middle of it, but right. Like it's like your income's just gone, which I think a lot of people, I know a lot of people experienced in COVID, for instance, I've had a couple of people on the podcast who were doing events, et cetera. And, you know, went from a million in revenue to zero essentially overnight. So yeah, very scary. And very scary, very heart wrenching, very, I mean, you really, you go into super distress mode. I mean, 
distress mode completely. There's nothing in front of you except the, oh my gosh, I just got let go. I have zero money, zero clients. I've got to start over. And it can freak you the heck out because it did. Oh yeah. Um, right. It freaks you the heck out, you know, and, but keep going. You can rebuild because I did, I rebuilt to six figures faster than ever before and even made it to multiple six figures in 2021. So in a two year, in, in January of 2019, I lost it all. And at the end of 2021, I was at multiple six figures. And a lot of it was, I was still coaching with David Nagel at the time. And then I went through a couple of different coaching programs in the process between 20 in 2020 to end of 2021. And I just kept going. I kept learning. I kept the mindset going because, you know, when I first got that call in that distress I was in, I went downstairs to my husband's office because he works from home for the company he works for. You know, and of course I'm in tears, bawling my eyes out. And I look at him and he's like, oh my God, what? And I tell him I got let go. And he's like, Good. And I was just like, are you kidding me? You just said good. He's like, yeah. He goes, because you were stressed out. You were working God awful hours. You were not happy as much as you want to think you were. You were not happy. It was not a great relationship. It was not a good thing to be in. He's like, I'm glad. He goes, now we just get to decide what you want to do from here. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I call my coach and I'm like, Liz, I just got let go. And she was good. I mean, everybody could see, but me, that it was actually a good thing in that moment. In that first 24 hours, it was the worst thing in my life. And they all said, go ahead, cry it out, scream it out, cuss it out, whatever you want to do, but then wake up tomorrow and let's start over. Let's, let's look at this and let's start. Where can we go from here? What can we do from here and, and make things bigger, better, whatever you want. And because of that, I am here today in the best evolution of my business ever doing what I absolutely love with a team of people who are amazing and a bunch of fabulous clients that I adore. Yeah. That I think what you just talked about is why it's so crucial to have support is because I don't care how mindset we are. I don't care like how expansive you are. I don't care what it is. We still all have a box and there's still a place of the things that we like don't see or don't know that we don't know or see. And until you get that input from other people when they're really courageous enough to say good or don't do that, right? And you can hear it because they've probably said it 10 10 other times. And so I'm going to put in and you can hear it. That's why you want those people around you and why you want to intentionally surround yourself because otherwise we're going to go down the path because that's what we see in our head. Yep. Oh yeah. You got your support is the uh, support beyond, you know, the team doing the things, coaches, mentors, family, and friends that believe in you that can see through your blinders and your rose colored glasses. Cause yes, when you get into a groove, then blinders come on or those rose glasses, rose colored glasses come on. And you don't see when you get off path and you start veering down the bad, the not so great road of life. And, but you have that support to pull you back and say, Whoa, stop. Wait a minute. Do you really want to go there? And you're like, Oh no, I don't. Thank you for pulling me back into center, back into where I need the path I need to be on. And the one I said I wanted to be on and not going off on these tangents that are not productive and not good for me. Yeah, absolutely. So did you have a moment? I'm curious because if both your coach and your husband were like, good, finally, duh. Did you still have a moment of like that freeze? Like, I just want to go lay under my bed and not come out. Or were you able to kind of snap into, oh, all right, this is the next step. 
pretty quickly. Well, between the two of them, my coach was like, okay, I'm giving you 24 hours to wallow. (laughs) And she literally said, you have 24 hours to wallow. And that's cry, scream, yell, cuss, punch a pillow. Don't punch a wall, (laughs) you know, do whatever you got to do to work out that emotion that you're going through right now. And then let's wake up the next day, you know, in 24 hours. And I want you to come back to this and go, let's, it's done. It's over. What's next? Where do we go from here? And my husband was kind of of the same mindset. He said, he goes, go ahead, take some time to cry, be upset. He goes, but when you're through that, I want you to sit down, look at your numbers, figure out how much money you need to rebuild the business. And we are going to put six months worth of money into your business and give you six months to regrow it, rebuild it, and see if you can redo things and get going again. And so, so yeah, they, they, they all, and they gave me that permission, which I probably would have done it anyway, but I probably would have stuck in it longer if I hadn't had those people going, okay, yes, it's okay to be upset, but we're not going to do this forever. You have 24 hours. Well, I mean, my husband actually gave me a few days, but my coach was like, no, you have 24 hours. Yeah. (laughs) Which is good. Like that's enough. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because if you sit and wallow and just, and stay all embroiled in the negativity of it, you're not, it's going to be harder to pull yourself out of it. It's going to be harder to decide to go, yes, I still want to do this. I'm not throwing in the towel. This is what I know my purpose is. This is what my mission is. I want to do this. I love doing this. This is just a bump in the road that I have to get over and, and start again. And so I did. Yeah. Where are you stronger now? I am stronger in, gosh, and I mean, it sounds really bad, but in all aspects, because I have learned how to handle getting let go I've learned how to let go of non-ideal clients. I have learned to be mindful of my time, my mental state, and what's going on to know if I'm getting stuck in that rut of a not-so-great relationship with a client and either making steps to to get with them and and fix it and make it better or say, okay, we got to part ways because it's just isn't working for either of us and just keeping as much of the ideal stuff, so to speak, in front of me, top of mind at all times, always looking at my mindset, always looking at the numbers, always looking at who's doing what on my team for my clients and always Mm -hmm. making sure we're doing the best we can do for our clients and still bringing in more clients. That's amazing. So it sounds like you have part of the way you rebuilt your business and true to the way you want to support your clients is you've surrounded yourself with support as well. So Absolutely. Continue to scale. Yes. Between my team, I mean, and at the time it was actually just me and my daughter-in-law and I had just hired her probably, I don't even think it was six months prior to getting let go. I had just hired her to bring her on to help me with that agency thing that I was trying to build and to help me keep going, working for that client. And, and I had to look at, I had to call her and my son over and say, so this just happened. And <laughs> We have decided to give me, you know, Mike and I have decided to invest personal money into the business and I've got six months worth of funds to, to rebuild this. And I, I said, I would totally understand if you'd like to resign now and go find a job so that you are confident you have a job and some revenue and some income for you and, and your and Ty, because they didn't have the baby at the time. This was several years before the baby. And I said, but, you know, go home and think about it. I don't need an answer right now, but if you want to stay on and help me rebuild the business from scratch, uh, you know, I'd love it, but I'd understand if you don't. And they went home and within an hour, she texted me and said, I'm in. 
let's do this. And so together, my daughter-in-law and I rebuilt this from the ground up and she's still (laughs) with me today. And now my daughter is with me as well. My daughter started working with me this year too. So it's, it's become a women-owned family-run business. Which is so cool. And yeah, it is. And I never had that definitive desire in my head to make it family owned or or family run because, you know, I was like, nobody, I mean, my husband and son definitely don't want to work for me and that's cool. (laughs) 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 T engineers and and they would be, they would be bored working for me because there's nothing that they can do in my business with their skill sets. But, you know, my daughter-in-law was, she got a biology degree, was working in a lab locally here, but she hated it she was miserable. And I'm like, well, I need help. She's miserable. Let me see if she wants to come work for me. And thus it was born. And she said, yes. And she's been with me ever since. And and then this year, my daughter joined me because the pandemic kind of messed up her career path. Uh, She wanted to be an esthetician and she got certified in the middle of a pandemic and couldn't get a job because of the pandemic. You're not allowed to be in front of people and touching them doing facials and whatnot. So she was like, okay, mom, I need something and I don't want to do it in the bar and restaurant industry. Can I come work for you? And I'm like, sure, I've got space for you. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And that's when my daughter-in-law was pregnant. And she kind of came in to be the backup to my daughter-in-law, especially during the maternity leave. But together, the three of us are here together now running the business. I mean, I have other team members that aren't related to me, but I've built a team for the business. But I also have the familial support, the colleagues and friends support. And I I don't go very long without a coach or mentor. I mean, sometimes I go a little bit because I got to find that, you know, I know I'm ready for the next one, but I don't know who that is. And it takes me a little bit to find them. But I am never, almost never without a coach and mentor to, and, and or mastermind group to be able to keep me going and keep that support that is outside of family as well. You know, as much as my husband knows a good bit about business, he doesn't know the ins and outs of my business and the online business world so much as the brick and mortar business. And there are right. differences. So there's, there's areas where he can be supportive and helpful. And there's other areas where it's like, honey, you don't have a clue. Thank you, but you don't have a clue. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you want his role to be supportive in your business and backing you up, at least to me, but not necessarily the key guider of your business, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. I, particularly if he's more of an engineer type, he he's is. got a totally different brain, a brain set and skill set than most entrepreneurs. So yes, yes. And that's exactly right. He is an IT engineer and he has that engineer and, and he do, has done management and things like that in the IT world, but it's all brick and mortar. It's, you know, it's, IT, it's services of that level, that kind, it's totally different than the services we provide and the things we do. And the, you know, the marketing is different. The operation, I mean, it's, it's a whole different animal. It really is. And while some of it, there's some, there is some overlap, but he's never wanted to be even my partner or anything. This, I, you know, I own it. It is just me. It's a solo ownership. You know, he likes to participate in my thought process and things, you know, and all that, but he does not have like any kind of say or ownership or anything. And it needs to be that way because of, like you said, he's an IT engineer. He does Mm -hmm. not have quite the brain space of what he needs to have to be able to work in my world on the online world side of things. Right, right, right. Which is fine, which is perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. It's totally fine. I mean, you know, there are plenty of people out there that husbands and wives do the business together and there are plenty where the wife does her business and the husband does his business or his job and they're, you know, and never the two shall meet. Yeah. For somebody who's looking around and saying, 
I need support. And outside of online business management and team building, it sounds like you have some really cool parameters in how you choose coaches and mentors or, or masterminds. What would you suggest to somebody? When you're looking for that coach, mentor, or mastermind, almost they all, all either have a free event or a very inexpensive event. Buy into one of those or several of them and really listen to what they have to say. Listen to how you feel about what they have to say. Because if you're sitting in their event, whether it's online or in person, and you start having all these aha moments mm-hmm. and you start getting goosebumps and you start going, I want to do that. I can do that. That I, I wish I'd known that. More than likely, they're the one for you. Right. It's it's a some, it's a fairly intuitive thing, but it's also you know, and it's got to be someone who is farther along than you are. If you're you know, if you're at six figures and you want seven figures, you want a coach or mentor who's at at least seven figures and beyond because they've proven that they can make seven figures and beyond, so they can teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. You don't want someone who's at the same level with you and say who's saying, oh yeah, I can get you to seven figures, and you're like, but you're not at seven seven figures. So how can you teach me to get to seven figures? You'll get that. It doesn't make sense kind of a thing. And, you know, and the people, if you're in person, tune into the feeling in the room, the people in the room. Cause my, the, the current program that I'm in, I'd known my coach for many years as, a, as, you know, just like a friend and colleague and that kind of a thing. And I finally went to her event last year and, and she only coaches women, which is something I'd never done before. I'd always been in co-ed groups, co-ed coaching mm-hmm. programs led by men with a co-ed group of people. And I walked into that room and things got started and the energy and the electricity and the vibe just became so intense in a good way, I felt, I felt like I I was home. I was in the place I needed to be. I could just feel it. The women were all welcoming. They were all in the same boat, so to speak, with their different businesses. And uh, she was up on stage, just hitting home. And I was having aha after aha. And I went, oh my gosh, yes, this is my place to be. And, and I signed up at that event and, and it's been an amazing experience, just like all the other ones. I mean, all my other coaches and mentors have gotten me to different places, but you have to keep moving on to the next thing. You Mm -hmm. won't necessarily be with the same coach or mentor for many, many years. Right. And I don't like, as a coach, I don't believe in that. I know there's some coaches who want to keep you for forever. And a lot of my clients work with me for years, but there's a place where they need to go do something else. And that's okay. And as it should be. So I love that you're saying that. I want to circle back to, and for somebody who's sitting there and going, I need business support. What are the first things somebody can look at and getting off their plate? Well, there's, I call it, I call it following yourself. You know how you have a, bring a kid to work day and the kid follows you around to see what you do. Mm-hmm. You're going to bring yourself to work and you're going to follow yourself around. And you basically, you sit down every time you sit down to work every day for at least two to three days, preferably a full week. Every time you do something, write it down. So that you have a full list of everything you do in your day every week. And then you take that list and you go, okay, ask yourself these questions. What do I love doing here? What do I hate doing here? What do I not really know how I'm doing, how to do it, but I'm doing it anyway? And start dividing your list into those categories. And you want to start getting the things off your plate that you don't love doing, that you don't really know how to do, and you're just kind of winging it. And even if it's something you love, you got to look at it and say, the next question is, do I really need to be doing this? Is this something I have to do? Or can I get it off my plate to free me up for the stuff that I do have to do because that's another category you need to have in that list is 
what are the things I absolutely have to do that I cannot delegate? Right. And you break it down like that and then you go, okay. So, and then you look at, of course, you're going to look at your budget and your cash flow and your money so that you know what you can afford because you may not be able to go instant team like me. I have an instant team ready to go for my clients and we can do it all or we can do a little bit, you know, there's a mix and match there. But sometimes if you're not quite to that level, you need to figure out the top three to five things that you absolutely want to and need to delegate to give you the space to generate more revenue, to be able to give that person more, to bring on more people, because it will have a snowball effect. If you let yourself let go and pay someone to do some things and you utilize that free time to do the things that generate the revenue, you will just have this great, good snowball effect of, oh my gosh, she's doing 20 hours a month at $500. I'm paying her $500 to do 20 hours a month of work. I'm spending that 20 hours getting new clients who are coming in at, say, just, you know, for round numbers, $1,000 a month. That very first client that you get at $1,000 a month, and you're paying this person $500 a month, huge ROI. And you're like, oh my God, the light bulbs go off and you're like, okay, now I'm going to give her 10 more hours and I'm going to get two more clients. And it's still just this huge, it's just this great growth process. And then when she's maxed here, she is maxed out. You start looking at bringing in more people and you can get to a point where you may have two or three people. And then you're like, okay, now you're making mid to high six figures and you're going, okay, I've got these people, but now I'm managing them. I'm telling them what to do, all those different things. I got to get that off my plate. Mm -hmm. And then you come to someone like me or another business manager or, you know, someone who's, who does the management's processes and operations side of things. And you bring them in and, and that's when you literally get everything off your plate, including the management, the planning, all those different things, the leadership of the team to really blow the doors off and start creating new services, new programs, new, whatever to really amp up the revenue streams, knowing you have that full team of support behind you, taking care of all that stuff and helping you do those things, the things that you don't, the pieces of that invention process that you don't have to do. I'm fairly certain that you have like just blown up a few of our listeners' minds because they're not supported the way that they could be. If they're interested in reaching out and connecting with you, how can they do that? They can go to my website, sophiezo.com, S-O-P-H-I-E-Z as in zebra O.com. I'm also on all the social media platforms except TikTok and Snapchat. I'm not there. I'm not um, there either. <laughs> I'm on Snapchat, but I'm technically on Snapchat for family purposes, personal purposes. I don't use it for business, but I am on Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And I'm either Sophie Zoe or the Sophie Zoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and on LinkedIn, of course, I'm Sophia Zolman, my full name. And you can find me in any of those places. And you can also check out my podcast, Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe, to learn more about what we do and how we do it and the different things of delegating, outsourcing, all those different pieces um, to learn more about us in that respect too. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And we'll have all those links in the in the show notes too. And if somebody has like a bunch of questions, is there a way that they can they can connect with you beyond Absolutely. just following you? Oh, yes. If they go to sophiezo.com, there are buttons all over the place that say book a call. I have a free 30-minute chat with Sophie call that you can chat to ask questions, learn more, see if we're a fit. And if not, how we can help you find the right person for you or right people for you, because you got to be a fit for us and vice versa. But I'm also about helping you find that right fit if we're not the right fit. Yeah, so I can help. Absolutely. And what I like too is like pre-planning this, like maybe you're 
not at that space of having like you're still in solopreneur mode, which is okay. And, but you know that you're getting to a place where you want to have assistance and starting to talk to somebody like you can help narrow what does that look like and what's when's the the right time for me to do that or even if it's bringing on a whole team and really doing more of the operations piece it's the same thing let's talk about that so that if it's one month three months six months out you can plan absolutely yes yes because there is a strategy to knowing when you're there's you know you got to know when you're ready to do that there's plans you, you like you said you can plan and plot and because you know business plans need to include that kind of stuff. A lot of people like, well, my business plan is I'm going to make X dollars. And these are the things I'm going to sell to make those X dollars. This is the marketing I'm going to do it, but they're still going me, 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 I, I, I. And it's like, okay, you didn't fit anything in there when you're going to delegate that stuff. When, where does that fit into your business plan and how does that work? And so we can talk about that. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Which will be so helpful and valuable, I'm sure. So thank you. And Sophie, this has been amazing. I love hearing your story and so encouraging because I think it's so hard to come back when you have those abrupt business shifts. With little universal pushes. And yeah, those I call them the universal two by four because I literally did. It was like it really was a two by four upside the head. It's like you're not doing that anymore. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. And I've had so much fun with you. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. It has been fun. I love sharing with people uh, about it because, you know, I used to not talk about my story much and I, it's not even really on my website because I, you know, but it is, you know, you, you can come back from anything if you really want to. And so I, I love yeah. sharing my story and, you know, what I do with and how I help people too, because that, you know, my part of who I am and what I do is helping six and seven figure business owners have a life because, you know, you didn't have, you didn't start a business to be just working 24 seven. You want to, you built it to have some freedom and some lifestyle too. So that's a part yeah. of what we like to help people do too. You know, and it's funny that you say that and we're almost out of time, so I can be quick, but <laughs> it's funny that you say that because one of the things that occurred to me over the holidays is how imperative it is that we live our best lives as, as entrepreneurs, as people who impact other people. And I mm-hmm. don't care how small or how big that impact is. For me, it's it's not just a let's have a good time, which I am all for, but it's also let's show other people how to have a good time. Let's show other people how to live into what's possible and let's show other people how to experience more joy. So I'm really Absolutely. glad that you are one of those people who are forging the way. Yes. It's about making money, but it's also about enjoying it. If you're making millions of dollars and you're miserable, what is the point? What is the point? And right? if you're making a million dollars, you're miserable and all you're doing is working. What is the point? You can go do that in a job. I mean, you might not make millions in a job, but you know, it's same, same. It's like you didn't quit your day job to start a business, to work 24 seven, to be miserable. That's not what you did. And so, you know, let's kind of push those nudges into getting you back on track to making money, enjoying what you do and enjoying your life too. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. It's been a blast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am so grateful for each and every episode that you tune in and listen to. And I hope that you get a ton of value that you can implement starting today. I do have just a quick favor. If you wouldn't mind 
hopping on to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It would help us tremendously so that the Tribe of Leaders podcast can be found more easily and help inspire other entrepreneurial leaders.